So Claire looks across the table at her friend Sarah, and she says, you know, when I get down in the dumps, I like to buy some new clothes. And her friend Sarah replies, oh, so that's where you get them. A little friendly commentary or not there. In today's lesson from the great apostle, the greatest apostle and missionary of the Christian faith, St. Paul, we heard a lot of things from that lesson from Philippians. But here's one set of words that we can hear again. Live your life in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ. Live your life in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ. As Christians, or if you're thinking about becoming a Christian... Or if you're saying, you know what, I need to start taking my faith seriously again. Or maybe you're going to take your faith seriously for the first time. That's a good question to ask yourself. Am I living my life in a manner that is worthy of the gospel of Christ? Another way of asking the same question and talking about it to yourself is, does my life, not perfectly because none of us are perfect, but does my life in some way actually reflect Jesus' great commandment? Think about it. Does your life actually reflect in some way Jesus' great commandment? Here is the great commandment from St. Mark's Gospel. Jesus is speaking. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. And the second is you shall love your as yourself. Now remember, the distinctive quality of the Christian, the thing that you and I are supposed to be known for by others, is our love. This Jesus-like, self-denying, cross-bearing kind of love. That's what we're supposed to be known for. When people think Christian, they're supposed to get some sense of that. Not perfect, but imperfect. Because we're human. But our life should reflect that in some way. Because God is the ultimate source of love. So to love well in life, especially when the going gets tough, and it always will. How many of you have experienced tough things in life? Okay, some of you are probably going through it right now. To love well in those moments, you will need God's help. And you will especially need God's help when it comes to loving those far from you, ideologically and geographically. And I'll add this. If you have not been feeding your flame and finding your forgiveness, as we talked about in week one, and if you have not been beginning with humanity and building with commonality and blessing with generosity, as we talked about last week, you may find it incredibly difficult, really frustrating to tend to live into these three principles for loving those far from you ideologically and geographically. Be that as it may, let's check them out anyway. So the first principle for loving those far from you is pray with them. Pray with them. Let's say that together. Pray with them. Prayer is powerful. Prayer can unite and bind together. Prayer can pave a way forward when no other way seems possible. And prayer is actually the most powerful ways that you and I can connect with people all 
over the world through the power of prayer. And in Christian circles, we talk about prayer a lot, and we often do very little of it. But prayer is powerful. It can unite. It can bind. It can pave a way forward. So, pray for those far from you. Pray for that person whose politics makes you boil. You know who I'm talking about. I see some of you already, your faces are, you know. Pray for that person who lost everything in a Canadian wildfire. Someone on the other side of the world. Pray for patience, pray for understanding, pray for their well-being. And ideally you pray with them as a fellow human being. You pray for them as a fellow human being, not over them as a judge. Like, oh God, this person is so terrible, do these things to them. And then when possible, actually pray with them. Hand in hand or through the pages of the Book of Common Prayer. And don't just use prayer as a heavenly complaint office. Though that's okay. A certain amount of that is okay. Like, God, this person drives me crazy. I I just can't get along with them. Give me patience. Give me understanding. That's a very valid prayer. So, to love those far from you, pray with them. Are you praying with those far from you? Are you praying for them? And if you're not, how can you start doing that? So that's the first principle, pray with them. The second principle for loving those far from you is ponder with them. Ponder with them. Let's say that together. Ponder with them. Now the Merriam-Webster Dictionary defines ponder in this way. To think or consider especially quietly, soberly, and deeply. Dictionary.com defines ponder as think about something carefully, especially before making a decision or reaching a conclusion. So ponder with those far from you. Mull over. Learn the arguments. Learn their reasons. Learn the stories of people who are far from you ideologically. Ponder the lives. Look them up on the map. Look them up online. Learn something about people far away from you geographically. Here's something I do that we all do, which is a source of great conflict in our individual lives and in the world. All of us, far too easily, naively, we're so naive, we naively accept caricatures and stereotypes and strawmen and just outright lies about people who are far from us. Instead, ponder with them. Cross the aisle. Cross the tracks. Talk to someone who is different than you. Whether that's geographically, culturally, racially, politically, spiritually, sexually. Whatever the difference may be, actually talk to another human being. Ponder with them. And listen before making those conclusions. So, are you pondering with those far from you? Or you have no ponder? You've already decided. You've already judged them. You already have it completely figured out. And you know what you're saying. You know who they are. And you've done. Or will you ponder with them? And if you're not pondering with those far from you, how can you start doing that? 
So the first principle for loving those far from you is what? Pray with them. And the second is, you don't have to have a beard to do this. For those of us who do, it's helpful. It's helpful. So a kid gets home from his first day of school in a new school year. And his mom says, well, what did you learn today? And the boy says, apparently not enough. They want me to come back tomorrow. And actually, the school of love, which, by the way, would be another good definition for the Christian church, the school of love is like that. We have to keep going back. We have to keep starting over again. We mess up and we start over again with God's help and each other's support. So the third principle for loving those far from you is partner with them. Partner with them. Let's say that together. Partner with them. Find a way to work together. Find a way to support one another. It could be as simple as holding the door at the grocery store. It could be more involved. We are trying to bring people together around people who are on opposite sides of the issue. We're trying to bring them together in some way to work for the common good. You know, despite what the media feeds us and heaps and heaps and heaps all the time, People who are on ideological opposites often have much common ground between them. So find a way to partner. You can partner with those far from you ideologically, finding that common ground. You can also partner with those far from you geographically by supporting a charity that blesses them, by going on a mission trip or some other kind of trip, and maybe through the exchange of letters or doing something online with people who are far from you. If we're trying to live this Jesus-like, self-denying love, another way that we can partner with those far from us is by speaking up when other people speak caricatures and stereotypes. I would have to say that I've been in all sorts of circles in my life, whatever labels you want to use, including in the church, and every single tribe does this in its own particular flavor. So no human group is immune to it. So there's always opportunity to say, hey, you know what, actually, not all X people believe that way. You know what, she actually doesn't say that. Or that's not actually all that person is. Speak up on their behalf. And if you think all of this stuff is a hard pill to swallow, how many of you think it's a hard pill to swallow? I'm raising my hand. I struggle. I struggle as a sinner. Remember, this is Christianity. So here's what Jesus says in Matthew chapter 5. Love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. Again, we're not talking about love as a feeling. Christian love is much more in action. How you behave, the choices you make. And this is a very robust, challenging part. Love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. So speak up when people mischaracterize other individuals or groups. When I was in high school, I used to pray the service of morning prayer in the library before classes began. Yes, I was a strange kid. Well, that could be a long discussion. We won't get into that. But anyway, uh, I had this close friend, super bright guy, super bright kid. Uh, However, he was extremely anti-Christian. Uh, He had nothing nice to say about Christianity. He had all sorts of critiques about Christianity. He actually wrote some of his honors papers arguing against Christianity and the harms that it has done to the world. And yet we were friends. 
And one day, I was praying the service of morning prayer off in the corner in the library. And this other kid came up and wanted to, was trying to bother me and was trying to talk to me. And my totally not-Christian friend said, hey, leave him alone. He's praying right now. And my non-Christian friend is like 6'4 and kind of scary looking. So that, that was persuasive for that other kid. Now, in that moment, my non-Christian friend partnered with me. With God's grace, you and I can partner with those far from us as well. So, let's see if you remember the three principles for loving those far from you. What's the first? Pray with. Second? Ponder with. I got ahead of myself. And the third is? Right. So, are you doing those things? Are you doing those things? If not, how can you start? And start in some small way to pray for those far from you. To ponder with those far from you. And to partner with those far from you. Find a way. Bishop Curry, the presiding bishop of the Episcopal Church, who we're still praying for because he's had some very serious surgery. He's still in ICU. But Bishop Curry has preached the following words many times. There's power in love. There's power in love to help and to heal when nothing else can. There's power in love to lift up and to liberate when nothing else will. There's power in love to show us the way to live. So live that way. Live that way. Live that way by the power of the Holy Spirit. Live that way with the help of a supportive spiritual family. You know, get involved, whether it's here or somewhere else, but get involved so that you are feeding your flame. You are finding your forgiveness. You are beginning with humanity and building with commonality and blessing with generosity so that you can do the hard things with those even further away from you. Christianity is a way of life. It is a way of love. And it's grace that we are given in forgiveness, but it's also the effort we put into it. It's this mysterious mix in God's mercy. So, with God's help, be love. Amen.